Morning, team. Thank you, Anthony. Don't drive down through Leicester, through Leicester Square, through Parliament Square, and don't go Trafalgar Square. They've all moved there. They've all, as they say, decamped. You never know what that means. Nice to see you. Bye. See you next week. Oh, no, tomorrow. Well, I'll see you next week as well, actually. Uh, nice to be company. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. What we'll do later on is we will go back down, because we've only just been down to Parliament Square, and we'll catch up a little bit later on and find out what the latest is. Because uh, Alan Dodgen, who'll be with us a little bit later on this morning, um, was down there earlier. And he said to me, he said, uh, all, all the tents were still there. And I said, yeah, well, the tents would be there because they weren't removing the tents. They were removing the people. And, uh, oh, Alan's turned up. Hello. No. No what? No, I'm not walking down there. No, I'm not <laughs> doing an outside broadcast. No, no, I'm not getting arrested. Declan's down there, luckily for us. Good. We thought we'd have a professional down there. Oh, we think Declan's gone as well, so you might... You might have to go for a walk down no, there. No, you know what will happen. Yeah. I'll walk down there and I'll get attacked. Yeah. It's likely to happen, Could you it? go to Trafalgar Square for us with your phone? If I must. All right, a little bit later on, what we're doing in the second hour, we'll, we'll say, it's only round the corner. Yes. It, it is only just round the corner. Right, fine. And then you can just go and let us know what's happening in Trafalgar Square. You just want to get me out of the studio, that's it. Yeah, I mean, well, there was that as well. <laughs> anyway, hello. 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 Great to see you. And you. Great to see you. I haven't well. seen you for... A week. Oh, it's a week, is it? Just no, no, it wasn't. It's two weeks, isn't two it? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yes, it was yes. Just, you weren't here last week or no. the week before. In fact, funny, I came in this morning and the producer uh, said in her funny little sing-song Chinese way, you know, Alan coming in today. <laughs> and I went, uh, I thought she was about to launch into a song, but she didn't. And I said, I've got no idea. And then blow me down. Just as I said that, the phone burst into life and it was a message from you. Yes. But it, it is almost sometimes, I don't know whether at home you are also equally psychic, but I think about things and then things happen. And oh, she, yeah, yeah, you were thinking about it. But it was my phone that went. Well, I always text if I'm not coming in, either yourself or Amanda. Yeah, but not normally at this time. But, yeah, but this, this was, was at the moment she asked. I was coming in. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, but then you turned up about a minute after that. Well, you know, my driver did wonderful. I thought I was going to be late. Well, put it this way: he must have strapped his car onto the, onto Concord. We flew because you sent the thing, and then the moment it arrived, and I read it. Oh wait, look, Alan's coming in, and then you walk in. Oh, you only he just got it after. I yes, was, seriously, absolutely, wow. yeah. Your phone's rubbish. Oh, is that because it's a 3G? <laughs> no, it's because your one, obviously, oh, takes that long to send it. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because mm. I'm looking at the um, at the history now, and uh, you sent it at 4.02. Yes, that's... Did I? Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, normally I get picked up about 20 Car minutes Car only that. just arrived, so maybe a little late. C. No, that was supposed to be an X. But I, oh, right. but the car bumped, <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and I thought I, I got to see instead. I can't be bothered to send another text saying not see. I've done that before. I've written something, and I, just as I'm going to correct it, it sent it by mistake. <laughs> and I, so I've had to write another one, going, "I'm terribly." Sorry. And then I think so much easier to pick up the phone and call yes. somebody and say, "I'm really sorry." Hello. That's the me. only problem with the touchscreen phone. Yeah. That's the only problem. The only problem. You're so right, actually. I know. Thank you. You're so right, uh, Michael. Um, oh, I was right, actually. You know those sweets. Every time somebody goes away on holiday, yeah. within the building, within LBC, uh, within the news desk, they have to bring back sweets. Right. From the local region. Right. So Michael's come back from Ibiza. Right, yes. And, and he's brought back two boxes of celebrations. I mean, they're not from Ibiza. Why would you struggle back with two boxes of celebrations? What sweets would you bring back from Ibiza? Well, Ibiza sweets. Like what? Well, Spanish sweets. 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 Like what? <laughs> well, I don't know, just boiled sweets, but with hola written on. They do have yeah, the sweets. Only, the only sort of sweets I can imagine somebody bringing back from Ibiza are ones that you take and you probably go do lally in the head. Yes, exactly. Start dancing. Like, oh, exactly. I can hear music. I can hear music. Yeah. No, these, are, you could buy 
Well, just any Spanish sweets. Like what? Well, they do... Well, I How don't do you know. know celebrations are not from Ibiza? Because he's just written a text and says they've come from Tesco in Brook Green. Oh, right. <laughs> so yeah. I knew it. I didn't think you'd struggle back with chocolate. Right. Would you? It's like if, whenever I used to come back from Vienna, I used to bring back uh, Mozart Krugel. Oh, did you? Yes. Right. What is that? Mozart balls. Oh, right. And uh, what they are is... And they are called Mozart balls. And they're, it's, a, it's, it's a, like a round... Bo- a ball? A ball, yes. <laughs> with a bit of marzipan and some chocolate in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like a Frere Rocher without the knobbly bits. Well, it's nothing like a Frere Rocher. It's nothing like a Frere It's also <laughs> a different <laughs> coloured label and everything. Yeah. And it's called Mozart Krugel. Right. And, and they're, they're, they're quite nice, but everybody buys them. So I prefer to go to a lovely little chocolate shop in there, chocolatier, mm-hmm. and they make little tiny, like doll's house furniture which is really pretty, like little chests of drawers, and you pull them out, and there is about 50 or 60 miniature chocolates. Miniature. But that's not really unique to the region, is totally it? Totally unique to Vienna. You don't find them anywhere else. I'm sure I could find them somewhere. Well, you won't. Selfridges? Yeah, you won't find these. John Lewis? You won't find them in there, because they are unique to, uh, to Vienna. But it's not what I would think of as a, you know, a sort of... Giles, my, my, my friend, brought me back... Uh, peanut brittle from Kefalonia, where he went on honeymoon. But that's not unique to that area. It is absolutely unique to that area. Peanut, peanut br- brittle, I know you can buy elsewhere, but in Kefalonia, peanut brittle is, is unique. And also, it's fairly, it was at a quarter of an inch thick. Right. Unfortunately, it also took out a bridge and three fillings and cost me about £1,000 in dental work. Okay, what am I supposed to bring back from Cyprus then? From Cyprus? Yes. Uh, I don't know, you better have a chat to Nathan Morley. Okay. The amount of people are asking if Nathan Morley's going to be turning up at the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch. I said, I don't think so. No, I'm going to kidnap him so he can show me around. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best way. And uh, ask, ask him to show you the field at the back of his house. What, just turn up and say, hi, the whole of Cyprus to look around, yeah. and I just want to look at the field at the back yes. of your house. And, and just get him to walk you through it. You don't, you just, just wear your shorts and flip-flops, and just walk through the, okay, uh, why? the field. Okay, why? Something's Sorry? happened in this field. No, no, right? nothing at all. No, not really, it's fine. Right, yes. Uh, there have been no arrests in Parliament Square so far. Good. That was good news, because a lot yes. of the people, bearing in mind they are professional protesters, the argument that they have in the square, and the only, th- the only reason I mention it, is because I heard somebody on television the other week saying, you know, bring our boys back from Afghanistan. These are serving soldiers. Why doesn't somebody ask them, you know, do you want to come back from Afghanistan, or do you not? 99% of them, I guarantee, will not want to come back. They're serving soldiers. Well, that's always the argument when, they, when we talk about these soldiers. There never seems to be an actual soldier being interviewed about it. No, exactly. They always ask people politicians who or stick their noses yeah. into other people's business. Jay Louise has had a look on the cameras. Looks like they're re-turfing. Oh, already? Well, because, well, to be honest with you, if they bring in an army of people, and this must have been planned with military precision, because nobody knew this was going to happen. The people there in the tents had no idea. The police have turned up, but the bailiffs are enforcing. And I reckon that by nine o'clock this morning, that square will be re-turfed. I bet you. So, in other words, you'll drive through it and go, oh, my God. Maybe I should take a walk down to the square, then. It's a bit of a walk, even for you. Excuse me. And also, we have, we, we have cameras in the building that we can have a look at. It's not as good as my reporting. I believe it is. <laughs> Fine. Mm. Sorry, must just have a, a quick slurp of the old uh, drink. I was going uh, to ask for your thoughts on some of the uh, papers today. There was a picture the other day of Jordan yes. in the papers, and I said she was looking more, sadly, like Alex Reed in drag than she was like Jordan. Ooh. But Kerry Katona beat me. She's very airbrushed in the Daily Star today. They're, they're trying to make her out to be very attractive, whereas, in fact, we saw a picture of her shopping in Warrington the other day. We know what she looks like. And she's now said, and I think it's one of her finest lines, Jordan is just a sad... Pete Burns look-alike. 
And that's exactly what Jordan looks like. That's quite possibly the best line she's ever come up it's with. It's possibly the best line, in fact, possibly the only line. But they've got a picture inside where she's posing in a gold bikini, but she's so heavily airbrushed. I mean, look, does that look like Kerry Katona? OK, that is beyond airbrushed. Well, actually, you thought it was Amanda Holden. I thought it was Emma Bunton. Do you know what? It, it looks exactly it like It does Bunton. look like It's a cross between all of them. It could be anybody. It certainly ain't Kerry Katona. That's a... That's a a fact. Um, there's another story in the paper today. Now, why have I done this one? Oh, that's right. Talk about groups coming back together ever since Robbie said, because he's so bored, uh, that he was going to come back, but not for good. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a dreadful thing. Why? Well, but they don't why need him. Well, the fans have said they don't want him. Yeah, but the Robbie fans not, are saying you answer. were very successful by yourself. Unfortunately, he's terribly lonely. And the Take That fans are saying, listen... We, we've managed to cope very well without him now. If he starts playing up and having his little tantrums, they should smack his, the back of his legs and send him on his okay, way. but that's not an answer to why should he not come back. Well, well, because they're splitting the money now five ways. But that's got nothing to do with us. Why should he not come back? Because why Why would you want to... All right, so you're this week the you're earning £500. Next week we're going to bring Paul Savory in to do this uh, gig and you're only going to get 300 But no, no, that's, that's not answering that's, the question. That's, well, it is absolutely the question. answering the, the question. question. You're doing I'm, not, are, I'm not avoiding the question. Why Alan. should he not I'm come just, back? Well, you why are. should he? No, no, don't. You do this to me all the time. You're turning it back at me. I'm asking you. But the question why? is, why should he go back to a group who he walked out of 15 years ago? But happy for him to come back. Well, they're saying that publicly. I think privately they're going, okay, OK, nice to have him back, but we don't want any of the shenanigans we had last time. We've all grown up a bit. Let's see if you've grown up a bit. Musically, why should he not come back? Because he can't write a song. And He's not he going to be writing his song. But he can't sing. He can sing. He can't. The audience sing his song. And through it, OK, off you go. And the audience sing the show for him. You can't give me a proper answer to why Either he should that not or come Weedy back. Jonathan Wilkes sings for him. I mean, it's all very, very tedious, the whole thing. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, well, I'm so delighted. I'm sure you're going to be buying a ticket. Will you be buying a ticket for the, uh, for the East 17 Reformation? No. No, absolutely not. Uh, the Spice Girls? No. No, that won't happen, actually. Last time they toured was 2007, which I was a bit surprised about. Uh, Boys Own, they'll do very well. All Saints... Nobody's remotely interested in All oh, Saints, I'm afraid. Like to see All Saints. No, and five. Oh, God, no. Exactly. Not to get in hell's chance. Uh, they reformed in 2006, but they didn't land a record deal. Well, I mean, I don't know what... To be honest with you, I don't know what people do um, when they've been in groups. They don't make any money. No. We know that they don't make a penny piece. And then... And then it all finishes. What do you do after that? Where, where do you boy- go touring and you join one of these agencies that literally sends out emails... At tw- 20 emails a day about different acts. I get them all the time from all these agencies. Really? Saying, saying oh, book, book, such and such, book, such and such, S Club mm. 7. But it's not, it's like three members of that's them. That's right. And book them for this and book them for that. And it's just like, that's mm. where they make the money, though. £200 here, £200 there. But they have to tour constantly. Yes. And well, they were touring pumps. constantly. Uh, Blue were touring constantly, but Lee Ryan admitted during one of his interviews that they haven't got any money. No, they haven't. But do you know what? The Blue guys were actually quite nice. They're very friendly guys. The problem is, the music was rubbish. Well, I thought the music was all right. I never liked the music. Well, I didn't care what you thought. I thought the music was really good, actually. So you in the one shirt, of my, like Yeah, that. and I've actually got all their music on my iPod. Why? Because I thought they were really good. What, their recent stuff, or the last stuff they did? Yeah, the last stuff, okay. and, and the recent right. stuff as well. Yeah. got all of it. You, you haven't, have you? In fact, I've, I've got Lee Ryan's latest sing single. Sing me a song. Sorry? Go on, sing me one of their songs. Everybody in the house stand up. Is that one of theirs? You don't know. I can't remember, actually. <laughs> I don't think it is, actually, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> because who cares? Because it's 5.15. Uh, anyway, according to papers, Jordan's marriage is on the rocks. Oh, again? Well, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, because then it gives her an opportunity to go on a TV show and get, because everybody's, like, saying, like, me and Alex ain't getting on. 
Right. And uh, they say that they are... He, he admitted in a magazine interview the other day that uh, she's very bossy. And he said, I don't want to be seen as her lackey. I thought, well... You already are, her, isn't he? You already are, dear, and you're her husband. And, you know, the, the people I feel sorry for are his parents. Uh, they say here um, that she's, she also is, is very insecure. Of course she is. Very, very we, insecure. Well, we, everybody knows that. I know, everybody, and that's why everybody laughs at her. And it's yeah, a shame, really, because... Yeah, she still makes money out of it. Yeah, well, she, she, she she's does, the one she laughing at the end of the day. She doesn't make as much money as she used to. I think the bubble is almost bursting. The only money she makes is through selling the TV programmes. But then, frankly, she lives perfume. her entire life... Clothing. Well, the perfume doesn't sell. Doesn't it? No. The clothing doesn't sell that much either. Really? No, it really doesn't. And she doesn't design anything. She just puts her name on it. Poor old Alex. I mean, we're still trying to determine, Sweet Pea, when you're not in women's clothing, what you do for a living. I mean, what do you do for a job? I mean, is she paying for everything for you? In which case, I suppose she feels entitled to shout. Did he ever have that fight? It never happened. He also had a training match the other day and cut his eye. Right. He's, he's a bit of a wuss. So why did he pull out of the fight? Um, because he, uh, he actually pulled out on the second time because he claimed that he didn't think the other guy was fit enough against him. And the other guy's Sorry? going... Sorry? Yeah, exactly. Come on, Alex. Come on, mate. Let's see how hard you are. I think out of his fights, he's only won eight. Out of... Something like 18 or 22 fights. Oh, really? Yeah. So less than half. Oh, yeah. He's really feeble. Right. And most of the cage fighters that he's fought are generally people they've dug up from cemeteries and things like that, so he doesn't have to work. It's like the Frank, Frank Bruno syndrome. All of Frank Bruno's people, they say, and today he's fighting Juan Martin, whatever it is. And we go, who's that? And it turns out he was a retired boxer that they offered money to, to bring him back. That you're allowed to do that within boxing. It doesn't happen, because the only time that Bruno fought anybody was with Tyson, and Tyson flattened him in seconds. I Bruno went fight. down like a pack of cards. I stayed up to listen to that on the yeah. radio. I was watching it. Were you? I was watching it, and I thought, oh, th- this'll be interesting. Not. And I was quite right. Bang, he was yeah. down, and he stayed down. Second round, wasn't it? Or yeah. Like in seconds. Yeah. It was seconds, the whole thing. But all, all the rest of the time, they go, oh, he's done really well, Bruno. They're thinking of bringing him to Strictly Come Dancing. Really? Yeah. Is he okay now? Well, I mean, after he was sectioned, I mean, I don't know what what the treatment is. I don't know whether he's up to... The trouble, at the end of the day, when Frank Bruno... You know, people go, he's like, but he is just a big, thick boxer. You know what I mean, Harry? You know what I mean? He did pantomime. I cannot believe he did pantomime. He did comic relief where he dressed up as a woman. Yes. Romeo, Romeo, for where art thou, Romeo? You know what I mean? Yeah, but he didn't do that bit, did he? Not bad, is it? That was, um, he didn't do that part. Yeah. No, no, he didn't do that part. Sorry? He didn't do that part. He played Juliet. Yeah. No, oh, for goodness sake, he didn't... You, listen to me. He, the bit you just played was the part of Romeo. <sighs> he played Juliet. OK, you're quite right. Romeo, Romeo. Yes, thanks, Amanda. He said, Thank Romeo, you. Romeo, oh, where for art there, Romeo? Oh, Romeo right. goes, you I'm down doing, here. But the bit you were doing, the impression bit, yeah. was actually of the other guy who was... No, I was doing the impression of Juliet. Romeo, where, where for art there, Romeo? OK, fine. Because he was saying, wherefore art thou? All right. He's up on the balcony. I, I can't explain it anymore. What's the matter with you? Just stop. He's Move going, on. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Romeo goes, cooey, I'm down here. All right. Romeo doesn't... Romeo wouldn't be saying Romeo, Romeo, because he is Romeo. OK, you, you point made. Oh, blimey. Do you know, sometimes, lady, do you know, I feel today like, like the window cleaner. <laughs> Why? The, <laughs> the window cleaner who drowned the squirrel. Don't look at me like that. Don't give me that look. That's a, don't do that. Why would you yeah. do that? Because she's trying to explain to you. He's saying, Romeo, Romeo, we're for art. One mistake. He makes loads of mistakes. <laughs> yes. You were just losing it big time and you just couldn't admit it. Except the fact this is Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. 
And you're wrong. So anyway, so this window cleaner, he puts nuts out for the birds. Yes. And he's getting really fed up with this squirrel that keeps doing, you know, swinging and a la-la-la, wee, and gets the nuts and swings back again. So he put down a cage. Right. To catch it. And he caught it and he drowned it. Now... What colour was it? Grey. Right. Now, I know what you're going to say... Grey squirrels are vermin. Yeah. In fact, people go out and shoot grey squirrels because the grey squirrels killed the red squirrels. squirrels, And so... Which are protected. Which are protected. I don't believe that grey squirrels are protected. I might be wrong. But anyway, the RSPCA stepped in. Right. And uh, he's been fined £1,547. So they are protected then? Well, I don't know. Well, they must be if they find him. Well, they actually says that he caused unnecessary suffering to a squirrel. This is the same organisation that took a woman to court for leaving a goldfish in a bowl when she went on holiday. Do you remember? This is the same organisation who very rarely want to come out to deal with something. And I've tried on two occasions to get them out because they go, oh, you can deal with that. That's fine. They'll be able to sort this out. When we had the ducklings in, first of all. And I thought, RSPCA, no. If you tell them there's a film crew there, they're there like a shot. If there's a TV programme, they'll be there like a shot. But they, they obviously hold back on certain things. But on this one, the £1,547 was to cover the RSPCA's investigation and legal cost. It's a grey squirrel. I'm surprised they don't prosecute people for running over hedgehogs in the road. How did they find out in the first place? I don't know. I don't know. Burton magistrates have given him a six-month conditional discharge. For a grey squirrel? For a grey squirrel, because the RSPCA took it to court. Right. He says, Forestry Commission advice tells people to place the squirrel in a sack and hit them with a single blow to the head. Oh, sorry, we're supposed to know this, are we? Apparently, yes. That's what Forestry Commission advice is. Right. Apparently, says, what I did, killing them within minutes, is judged as inhumane. It's legal to poison squirrels a few months out of the year. Takes a few days for them to die, yet what I did, killing them within minutes, is judged as inhumane. How did he kill it? Drowned it. He drowned it? Yeah. OK, that does sound a little bit inhumane, I must be honest. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know... Well, I wouldn't want to be drowned, would you? I'd well, I'd be given the choice. The no, I mean, I wouldn't. No, no, but if you had the choice of being put in a sack and hit over the head or drowned... I'm being serious for a second. I think I can understand what they're saying now. Right. Okay. No, no, because it is a little bit... No, I understand, Alan, exactly what you're don't saying. Don't take the mickey out of me. I'm being serious. I don't know why he had to... Well, he had to do either because he didn't want his nuts being pinched by the squirrel... I mean, and yet we've all seen the TV programmes where sort of squirrels are quite acrobatic. And unfortunately, when it, when it comes to squirrel mating season, they do run across the road. I mean, narrowly, I have avoided them. And when the baby squirrels try and cross from one side to the other, it can be carnage. Have you seen a baby squirrel? No, they're mainly under the wheels of people's trucks. Well, they're just miniature squirrels. They're just, yeah, they're just tiny squirrels. What they do is they, they have to cross main roads. They've got to get from one tree to the other. Right. And unfortunately, cars go a little bit faster than they can across the road. Yeah, but... Only when they get bigger that they can scoot around. I can now, I can now appreciate what the RSPCA is saying if they're talking oh, about the drowning part. Okay. Well, no, can't you? Seriously. Yeah. Can you not understand what they're trying to get? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the man. They're I don't know the squirrel. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is there's a difference between, you know, a prolonged death, I suppose, or yeah. a quick... You're not listening. I am you? listening. I'm listening. I'm listening, and I'm, 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 I'm actually sort of up with you on it. <laughs> Peter's just tweeted in and said, had a very scary dream last night that he was friends with Jordan and Alex. <laughs> that is a scary that dream. That is very scary. The funniest thing I was saying to her next door the other day um, about uh, his, his parents, because Alex has got a brother called Rupert, 
Rupert's terribly well-spoken and very much, you know, like hunt and shoot and fishing, whereas Alex comes over as the thickest plank in the box. I mean, a bit dim, I'm afraid. His parents are lovely, but quite clearly they've been dragged into this. We're, uh, we're, we're filmed everywhere, darling. We're doing all this. I mean, Jordan has no respect for anybody at all. It doesn't matter whether they're parents, mm. her mother, a vicar, nobody. You know, one of these days, somebody's going to fell her to the ground and go, don't you ever speak to me like that again. Unfortunately, the sycophants who surround her, you know, don't have anybody else to talk to, so they've got, you know, that's their big claim to fame. It's the fame by association. I wish her bubble would burst, but unfortunately, I think there's a few more years left. Oh, dear. Well, don't worry. She's getting older and more senile by the day. Stephen Harlington says, you've cracked it. Alan can pitch a tent in Nathan's field. Okay, yeah, go. tell me about the field. Yeah. What's going on with this field? Nothing, it's just a very nice no, field. No, it's not, it's a, is it? There's something wrong with the field. A field of dreams. <laughs> There's something wrong field with the field. Field of dreams. Uh, Jordan looks a bit more like Alvin the Chipmunk, says Colin. And James says Jordan and Kerry Katona should be shipped off to a desert island and a minefield put around it to stop them escaping. <laughs> a little bit harsh, I think. A little bit harsh. Um, oh, here's, here's a story. Tubby Carl Inge lost half his 21 stone in 10 months after feeling shamed by his wedding photos. What was wrong with them? Uh, he was very, very fat. And so any other celebrities who've recently got married who might have looked a bit fat in their wedding photos, take note. Uh, he turned the page of the uh, souvenir and uh, says, it's, I've, I've just ruined them. My wife looked beautiful, I didn't. To be honest with you, she didn't look much different from him. Aww. No, I mean that in a caring sort of way. He, he was Mr Porky, so now he's lost the weight. And he's uh, lost half of 21 stone. He's lost about 10 stone. That's amazing. Yeah. Because that, that is the problem, isn't it? And so he's done it. He was nominated for Man of the Year at the National Slimming, Slimming Award. All he won was 500 quid, but he has managed to get his weight down. I don't think he cares about the money. It's the fact he looks fantastic now. Yes, I think it's the is fact. Is there a photo? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Is there a before and after? Yeah. Let me have a look. I mean, I, I think he looks... Oh, we've got to take a short break. I think he looks all right, actually. Looks all right. Emma Bunton has been spicing up the ratings for five. That uh, Glee programme, Don't Stop Believing, uh, grabbed almost, almost two million viewers. Now, I don't know if that's good for Channel 5. In, in terms of ratings for any other channel, it would be seen as an unmitigated disaster. But for Channel 5, it's OK. London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. This is a... Oh, Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Uh, morning to Bondi and Rob and to Mark the Bailiff. They're out collecting cars early this morning. Where, strangely enough, the bailiffs were also out in Parliament Square. Actually, strangely enough, they were out there... Quite quickly. I don't think anybody anticipated that they were going to be down there. It was done with military precision. And just after one o'clock this morning, they moved in en masse. The police were there to keep the order. Our reporter, Declan Harvey, was asleep at the time and then decided after two hours sleep, not even a chance to blow dry his hair, off he goes down to Parliament Square. And now, I believe, Declan, uh, it's all gone off quite peacefully. They've all been evicted. Yeah, I think the authorities down here will certainly have seen this as a successful operation. There were around 30 protesters, Steve, on the site when they arrived this morning. We're talking around 50 bailiffs or so. They were wearing bright orange high-vis vests, and uh, there were maybe slightly less, but only slightly less in number uh, of uh, Met police officers. They were wearing their bright green high-vis. They didn't enter the uh, Parliament Square Gardens at all. They were just waiting back in case anything did happen. There were no arrests. Um, it was all pretty peaceful. The, uh, the villagers themselves, though, have said they're a little bit disappointed. They would have hoped 
that they were a little more ready for them. They had uh, contingency plans in place of how to do uh, peaceful, uh, non-violent protests, but none of them really got up and running to any great extent. They were kind of caught uh, on the on the hop, as it were. Um, that said, it did uh, take the authorities the, the best part of four hours uh, to, to clear them off. It's amazing how, how quiet they managed to keep it. Uh, presumably, that if somebody got a whiff of the fact they were going to turn up mob-handed at that time in the morning, as you say, they would have been better prepared. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as far as I can see, there are two real advantages at, at turning up here at one o'clock in the morning. The first one is a health and safety reason. It's uh, because this is a busy gyratory around about, and they don't want uh, traffic and the risk of people running out on to, to the roads. Um, the second advantage, of course, is that at one o'clock in the morning, you don't have the uh, the eagle eyes of the media. Now, I got down here at uh, just, uh, just after two o'clock this morning, and um, that was about 50 minutes after that they arrived. And at that point, the square had been cleared. Many of the protesters were out on the street, of course. Once they moved out and, and sat on the street, that was in a separate uh, legal issue. There was a there was a, an offence there, and they were very severely warned to move on, which they did. And uh, the, there were maybe four others, five others left on the on the on the gardens itself, and they had kind of scaled up uh, kind of a frames which had been made out of scaffolding and uh, on on top of huts which have been here for for, for many many weeks. But uh, it uh, it took a slow methodical approach, just getting them one by one and plucking them off, and they were carried off the site then uh, then let go free. Yes, I'm, I'm always amazed by this fact that most of them seem unable to walk; they have to be carried. Is it sort of some free service that we're offering now? Well, I I think it, it it's it's a glorious point of defiance. It's saying if you want me to move, you're mm. going to have to bloomin' lift me off here <laughs> because I'm not giving you the uh, the effort in my muscles to do it. So in each and every one of them is carried off. And, of course, you get a cheer from their uh, their compadres as, as well as that, that happened. And it, it's all a little bit... It's all a little bit, uh, dare I say it, undignified. Really, mm. it's 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 been such a strong protest for 12 weeks down here, and then for it all to to end in the dead of night with bailiffs uh, turning up and just plucking them up, lifting them off. It, it 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 it's not a particularly glamorous end or or gone out with a bang, but they they would say it's been an incredibly successful 12 weeks because um, never. In, since the invasion uh, in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq, have we have we had the issue on so many front pages, and has it had so many column inches and, and airtime that uh, they think this has been a, a complete and utter success? And they're they're not finished yet. Uh, the ruling by uh, the master of the rolls, he's the second most senior judge in the UK, last Friday, who was considering whether they could appeal this injunction that Boris Johnson got, yeah, got um, he said that actually they they have the right to return here to mount what he described as a more orthodox yeah. uh, protest at some point. I mean, I'd, I'd say if they see sight or sound of a, of a tent, they'll be down here to nip it in the bud pretty mm. quickly. But um, they're not actually barred from returning to Parliament Square Gardens to protest in future. And certainly uh, one of the organisers earlier, Chris Knight, told me that uh, they are they're very much intending uh, to continue. This is this is far from the end. Uh, I was also told a bit earlier on they've started uh, returfing the square. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'll stand up and uh, and have a look for you. That that comes as a surprise to me. Because I was thinking um, that they... maybe actually, if, if if they wanted to sort of do it quickly, by the time the morning rush hour gets underway in you know an hour's time, it'll look as though nobody was ever there, as if it was some magic trick. 
Yes, I think whoever told you that, that Steve was, was barefaced lying to you, um, it's, uh, it's, it's far from being well, well, re- I, interpreted. I, I won't even stage. embarrass you by telling you who told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I mean. The, the Parliament Square Gardens, uh, let me describe the scene. We have uh, uh, temporary fencing, which is put up. I can, I can give it a... That's the, the, the stuff, it's that uh, iron stuff which has been uh, put into concrete uh, pegs around the, the, the ground. They're in the process of covering that entire pollen as well, which will stop uh, uh, you and I seeing through it. But the, the garden itself, you really get a sense of the, uh, well, the damage which has been done to the grass in there. Not just, I mean, it is obviously a little parched in this hot weather, but it has been uh, really worn away and there are, there are very, very balding patches as well. But you've got uh, uh, half a dozen pigeons on there, uh, the same amount of uh, bailiffs still in their bright yellow vests and uh, apart from that Parliament Square Gardens is uh, completely cleared of all the all the tents and the and the detritus which has been there as I say for, for 12 weeks now lovely thank you very much indeed nice to uh, to talk to you Declan thank you for that go and get some sleep <laughs> eventually although, although I've told I'm, I'm told actually that most of them have moved down to Trafalgar Square now so if you just like to pop down to Trafalgar Square we'll keep it going for you consider it done consider <laughs> it done I'm on my way thanks kiddo Declan Harvey LBC's uh, reporter <laughs> down there in Parliament Square so we're not sure about the turf side of it which we'll find out very very shortly there's a man here how much do you pay to get your car washed Alan Dodgen £25 £25? Well, I get it valeted at the same time oh right oh cracky I get mine 15 Fifteen? Y- yes. Wow. Well, I pay nine. That's good. To get mine washed yeah. and dried. Yeah. It's probably a rubbish job, though. It's absolutely brilliant. No, it's not, compared to mine. It blooming well is. Where do you get amazing. it done? Next door to my office. Yeah, it's in a car wash, isn't it? It's not in a car wash. I would never put it in a car no, wash. No, but it's a car wash where there's about six men with buckets and sponges. Yes, that's yeah, right, okay, yeah. that's well, what what's I mean. yours? Uh, mine is uh, m- a man in a car park with a bucket and sponge in Kingston. All the Kingston car parks have people who do the car washing yes. there, and they charge six pounds. Right, that's very good. But I give them nine because mine's bigger than average. I'm surprised they don't charge you more for the size of it. No, no, they charge me more. For they the size. only charge. I uh, know they do in those sort of car washes, and those who charge those. Extra. Mine's a proper car wash, not well, just some of these little cheap, cheap ones that you've got. Well, I think you'll find my car looks absolutely macky. He does it. He does all the wheels. He does the alloys and everything else. And then he paints it to make the wheels look nice and shiny and all for, for £6, if I choose not to, to give him the extra. Right. But I do. But I have found an expensive car wash here. This one is run by uh, Guchan Sahota. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, takes up to 250 hours to treat a... Vi- I mean, he's obviously very slow. Five times. Well, I don't know, because even when you go and buy a brand new car, they don't clean for... In fact, I know, because I go to a garage where they supply cars, and they clean them, and but, they do everything. They don't buff it five times. There's but, no point in doing that. But even if I could afford it, mm. and I wanted it done by him, I couldn't afford to have my car away for a month. Ah, uh, his argument is... He has a good argument for this. If you've got a car worth half a million, you don't mind coughing up seven grand. Uh, yes, I do. Well, exactly. Even, well, exactly. Even, That's even what I've been thinking. I've been thinking. I'm sorry. I've got a car worth half a million. What's the point of having it cleaned? You go outside. It rains. You're back where you started. You've just spent seven but grand. that's what I was saying. That's why I'm saying it sounds... It doesn't sound right. Something's yeah. wrong about it. He uses a computerised microscope to examine the bodywork for scratches. I could just use my eyes. Why don't you just use your eyes and look? I just look. I'm sorry. I, I don't, don't think anybody... see a scratch. No, so there, there isn't one. He, dr- he does drive an old VW Golf. Well, there you go, because nobody's paying for I mean, I agree that the money is, is just ludicrous, and you'd have to be... Put it this way, even a garage that supplied top-of-the-range cars, like Lamborghinis and Rolls Phantoms, wouldn't... If, if you took it back in and said, can I have a valet? I think a valet... If I want a complete valet on my car, and this involves 
polishing it to within an inch of its life, the inside, the leather-treated, everything. I think it's around, off the top of my head, about £120. That's a complete workroom, workshop valet. Right. If they came back and said, oh, by the way, it's going to be 6,000 quid, I'll go, don't be stupid. You know, it's very nice to go, I'm the most expensive car. But well, frankly, that's why he's done it, isn't it? Yeah, but you put your car in and you've lost it. For 250 hours. That's what I mean. He's probably driving it around trying <laughs> to find a... It's a you know what it find, is? <laughs> trying to find a... Ferris Bueller's day off yes. all over again. He drove it into the garage and as they're walking out with his mates, all the people in the garage go, woo, and they've taken it off for a spin. Well, he's taking it down to yours for to get it cleaned. <laughs> he says that one of his uh, customers is lawyer Nick, Mr. Loophole Freeman, who regularly sends his Aston Martin Volante to so Gerchard. Regularly? How often is regularly, then? Well, I don't know what regular... But also... I'm more worried about the fact, what is he driving the rest of the time? If this bloke keeps your car for a month just well, to clean exactly. it, he's either incredibly slow or he's sort of, there's a laugh somewhere here. Because I think it's, I mean, it's, it's great to get the coverage, but I don't think there's anything big or clever by announcing you're the most expensive washer in the UK. Yeah, but not by that much. I think actually, that's why I'm saying it sounds wrong. I think to say you're the most expensive, say like £150, 200 or something. Yeah. What, £7,000? Well, well, that is ludicrous. That is ludicrous. Because even the manufacturers wouldn't recommend that. If you're polishing it that much, I'd rather you didn't wear the paint away, thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Frankly, it's, it's just a little bit... Uh... Wouldn't it be cheaper to actually get it a fresh spray done on it? Yes, absolutely. It's cheaper it. to get your car resprayed. Much cheaper. Se- seven grand is, is a lot of money. It's a new car. It is a new... Well, for some people it's a new car, mm. actually. Although I did show my brother the other... I went for lunch with my brother the other day. And his girlfriend. They came out to London, they went to the British Library, and then they went out. They were going to do the riverboat cruise, but they didn't... Uh, they decided not to do that. And uh, I've had the new Matrix grill put on the front of my car. Oh, yes. And it does look lovely. So you're a chav now. It's, no, it's not chavy. It's it not, is. No, it's not. It's before. No. It is. It's not. It looks lovely. You have a look on all the Anages. They've all got Matrix look, grills. Look, ever since you put those under, under car lights, the neon lights, which light Do you know, the if I could have those, I would put them on. Oh, you wouldn't. I would so. Why? I would so. Well, you can have them put on. What's stopping you having them put on? Because it just looks chavy. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I've always wanted, you could buy a thing a few years ago, and it was a thing that went on to the, um, they were, they the were air illegal. inlet. They are illegal. With a light in it. Yeah, they are illegal. And the faster you went, as it turned round, it looked like your wheels were wheels of yes, light. they're illegal. Oh, are they? Oh. Yes. Well, I, I like those. I, I like them, but I was told by the police. I had them illegal. on my bike. I don't know if they're illegal on your bike, I'm not sure. Yeah, so you can have them on your bike, why can't you have them on the car? And I've seen people with sort of lighting the underneath of the car. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. The yeah. lights. Did you also have the? Did you want it with so your suspension like lifts up the front of the car and bounces <laughs> it? Then there's all the point of that. Well, the buses have got it in London. All the buses have got it. Sometimes <laughs> I get on the bus in the morning. He's doing that. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Pimp my bus. But they do. They have this thing, and it's for elderly pimp people. My bus. That's what she said. Pimp my bus. <laughs> What's the difference between Alex Reed and my watch? What? Steve, my watch works. Oh. I know, he doesn't actually seem to do anything. He doesn't actually well, have what we would call a job. The job is, I assume, being married to her and pretending you're a, a, a limp-wristed cage fighter who doesn't fight that often. Pretending. And who got himself cut in training. Pretending. Pretending, yes. Uh, Nathan could introduce Alan to the wildlife, says Dave. I've discovered. Thank you, people, what? for tweeting me. They've tweeted me what, what? you were trying to do. You what? were trying to get me hurt, is what you were trying I to do. I wasn't so. You so were. Well, I... Snakes. Snakes. And rats, and rats, and rats apparently. Rats. 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 Yes, rats, apparently. Is that what they've said then? to you? Yes. Creeps, I must say. Not creeps, <laughs> they're looking after me. Well, yeah, right. Rob says, you two are very funny this morning. I think I'm actually funny more, more days in the week than Alan is. I mean, I'm, six days a week I'm fairly funny. Well, most of the time I'm quite funny. That coffee stain's showing on your shirt. Thank you. Quarter to six. <laughs> Thanks.
Lynn says, as Alan's visiting Nathan, you might suggest he stays overnight in the netting, in the hammocks. <laughs> and Joe the Courier says, I should have let Jordan have a reception on the square. That would have scared them off. It was Rob who says we're very funny this morning. Particularly like Steve's Chavy impressions. Totally agree about Alex Reed. He actually makes Peter Andre look intelligent. He does really. But it's, it's what they do for a living. And, it's, and I've, I've said before, the danger is that if you get into the reality show uh, kind of syndrome, you're so used to the cameras following about, when it actually comes to your real life and the cameras drop you and Alex has to sit at home being a house husband because he doesn't actually have a proper job, what is he going to do? The marriage will be finished in a year. Because she's going to be saying, go, go, on, go and get a job. And he's going to go, oh, never, I'm an actor. And you think, well, you must be the thickest actor under the sun. He's quite sweet, but unfortunately sweet doesn't get you a job nowadays. And, you know, Miles, there are lots of very, very sweet people out there. I would rather that he was actually working for a living and actually prove to us that he's doing something a little bit more than being the handbag for Katie Price. You know, I'd like to see him doing something. I should imagine even his parents would probably say, I mean, what, what are your future prospects, Poppet? You know, what, what do you see yourself doing in five years or in ten years' time? Uh, Cheryl Tweedy has been texting Simon Cowell saying she's bored and desperate to get back to work. Do you know, I saw a programme on the television the other day. It might have been on MTV, and it was looking at people's houses, and it went inside Sunita's. Well, her husband must be a multimillionaire. This house, I've never seen anything like it. In fact, I thought it was a flat she was taking us into. Oh, no. This place is... I mean, I'm thinking it's in St John's Wood. Somebody might have to, to correct me. It didn't say where it was. I was just looking at the style of house. And it's huge. I mean, it's huge. And she was showing people around. At one point, she opened the door and Simon Cowell was in one of the rooms. And he's going, so let's have a look around then. He's, she's obviously only just moved in. He was just in one of the rooms. It was very odd. And then she had Brian, who was in her closet. She said, Brian, come out of the closet. And so Brian came out of the closet. And, um, and it was a most bizarre programme. I think it was called The Crib or something. And whatever it is, it's, it's looking at people's houses. And Sunita's, quite clearly. Her, her kitchen looks like this room here. Empty. Empty. Yes, no, it looks like this room. Imagine this room. You go, but where is the kitchen? And behind these walls, you open them up, and there's all the ovens, all the breakfast bar, everything. And then when you want to cover it up, you just pull the doors over it again. I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. It was, it was most bizarre, but fascinating at the same time. There's a, a couple here. Ben uh, Ingbora and his missus. They're black. They've given birth, well, she has, to a, a, a white baby. Not just an albino, although the doctors have said it's not an albino, it is a white baby. It doesn't have any features at all that would indicate that she was black. It is quite an extraordinary case. And in fact, it's so extraordinary, they've obviously sold their story to the, uh, to the Sun. Uh, born at Queen Mary's Hospital, there are about a dozen genes that control the amount and type of melanin... Strangely enough, all skin and eye colour are controlled, as you know. I mean, even if there had been a convergence of a pale version, there would have to be some sort of white ancestry for the baby to look this way. As albinoism has been ruled out, it's more likely there's been some other mutation that's happened to produce this colouring. I mean, it is, you know, without further tests, it is my opinion, says Professor Brian Sykes, of the most rational explanation. I mean, it's most bizarre. They're an all-black family, not mixed race, not anything. They're a black family, and this baby is white. Now, we've had it before, haven't we, in America. It is, it's still fascinating. Fascinating for them, I should imagine. And in the same way, the prejudice that will be heaped later on on this uh, child uh, is going to be probably roughly akin to the couple who feature 
on your televisions very, very shortly. And these are the two gay boys. The two gay boys who uh, adopted a child some years ago. I don't know if you remember them. I'm trying to find their, uh, their names in the paper. And uh, they made all the headlines because they made their money through doing... I can't remember what they were doing, actually. It was some pharmaceutical hotline, I think, or they had a pharmaceutical company. Whatever it was, they ended up with all this money having sold the company and they became known as Britain's Gay Dads. And they're Tony Barlow and Barry Druitt. Tony Barlow and Barry Druitt decided that they were going to buy children from around the world. And that's exactly what they did. Now they've done a TV documentary. They live in Essex. They paid £250,000 for a surrogate mum to give them three children, twins Aspen and Saffron, and Orlando, who is seven. And in Channel 4's My Weird and Wonderful Family, tomorrow at nine, viewers will see the kids admit to being victims of homophobic bullying. Aspen, who you remember is ten, tells the cameras, a boy in year six said to me, you're going to follow in your dad's footsteps, meaning gay. This is a ten-year-old, remember. Some people don't get how it works. Just because my dads are gay doesn't mean I am. It's a ten-year-old. It's a ten-year-old. Quite clearly a very sensible ten-year-old. And uh, in the show, Tony and Barry pay for the surrogate to have more children, twins Dallas and Jasper, because they want uh, a large family. Of course, luckily, they managed to find people from the Christian Institute, who don't like homos, full stop, uh, to say here, kids are not trophies or accessories. No, I mean, I have to agree, buying children... I do find a bit distasteful. There are a lot of children who need adopting, as opposed to paying somebody to have children. I agree. If you've got lots of money, you can have anything. I mean, you, you look at Alan here, look at his little cherubic face, and if you had the money, you would adopt him. You would adopt him. Or, failing that, you'd put him back with the other wildebeest out in the Sanget... And this, uh, in Nathan's Field. In Nathan's in Field. In Nathan's Field. Yes, in Nathan's Field. Sorry, I was getting a coffee. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you for that, anyway. That's all right. It is good. I was going to give you... I was sent three three books today. Oh, joy. The original rhyming Cockney slang book. Ooh. OK, which is very good indeed. Things like um, Hampstead Heath. I don't even... I don't know. Hampstead uh, Heath? Teeth. Oh, teeth, right. OK. okay. Garden Gate. Garden Gate. Late. Magistrate. How does that work? How is a garden gay okay. magistrate? Okay, gay and frisky. Sorry, I'm not pointing. Whiskey. I'm just saying gay. Whiskey. Whiskey, well Whiskey, done. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. Ginger Ooh. beer. Ginger beer gear. <laughs> Engineer. What? <laughs> it's obviously changed a bit, <laughs> some of these. <laughs> Gordon and Gotch. Botch? Watch. Oh, right. I mean, I think some of these must be made up. I need to send this to Barbara Windsor, who's going to be given the freedom oh. of the City of London on August the 3rd, I think. Right. Well done, Bar. You'll love yes, that. Yes, well done. Uh, Jack Jones. Jack Jones. No, not Bones, no. You're on, you're on your Jack Jones. Owns. Alone. You're on your Alone. own. Yes, you're on your own. OK. Jimmy Riddle. Oh, no, sorry. Is everybody on. joining in on sorry. this, by the way? <laughs> sorry? Is everybody joining in well, on I this? Well, I hope so. Lionel... Sorry, Lion's Lair. Lion's Lair. Lion's Lair. Fair. Chair. Chair. Hair. Chair. Fair. <laughs> I point at the chair and he says fair. <laughs> you won't. I can't see your hand. Total waste of time. Marconi. Pass it over here. You're very, let me ask you them. See Marconi. If you can Pony. Pony. What's a... Mar- oh, I don't know. Marconi pony. Uh, right. Ch- ch- 25 ch- pounds. Ch- You're probably better at getting them. Yeah. I've also got one on rude rhyming slang, which we can't mention which on the programme. And police slang right. as well. <laughs> if you saw some of them, you'd just laugh. 
They're very funny, actually. All right, here very, we are. Very funny. Sorry? No, I can't say that one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't use any of these. No, well, I can't say... No, this one's nothing rude, but it will come out rude. All right. Um, all right. Loop the loop. Loop the loop scoop. Whoop. No, no, Amanda was right. What soup. did she say? Soup. Soup. Loop the... I'll have some loop. Why don't you just say I'll have some soup? Why don't you just say I'll have some soup? Lord Lovell. Lord Lovell. Lord Lovell shovel. Yes. Lucy Lockett is an easy one. Pocket. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you noticed? They all involve two words where one will do. All right, here's one word. Yeah. Joanna. Piano. How do you know that one? Oh, everybody knows. And I'm playing at my old Gio- Joanna. I don't oh, know. Blum, everybody knows that. Oh, fine. Needle and pin. Ah! Ah, needle and... <laughs> sorry, needle and pin. Needle and pin. Thin. No. Sin. No. <laughs> See, this is it. Everybody at home just going... Oh. Needle pin, and pin. Sin, tin. Oh, but it's like watching Countdown, isn't it? Needle and pin, thin. No, you said that. Oh. It's not. Thin, sin, bin. <laughs> Keep going. Rin, tin. Keep going. Tin. No. Um, needle and pin. Oh, I don't know. Gin. Yay! Oh, needle and pin gin. What about oh. this one? North and south. Oh, mouth. Oh, right. Okay. What a north. One. What a mouth. What a mouth. What a north and south. Blimey, what a mouth he's got. God, blimey. Noah's Ark. Park. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Nervo and Nox. Oh, Nervo and Nox. <laughs> what is it? Box. Box, she said. It's not box, is well, it? Well, it is, but it's not It's not just that. Oh, right. Box is part of it. Oh, right. Don't know. What is it? Goggle box. Oh. Pops. Oh, goggle. Oh, right. Goggle box. Oh, interesting. You had no idea, did you? Yeah, no, no idea. Uh, Bryn and Annie say uh, a distant cockerel has just crowed, telling the world that it's six o'clock on a lovely Tuesday morning. They're in France, of course. I know they're not here. But it's not. I know. Well, it is where they are. Wait, how can it be? The how sun- can it be six o'clock where they are now? Because they're in France. But that France is not four minutes ahead. No, they, they sent this at 5.18. Well, then it wasn't six o'clock then. Okay, so the cockerel got it wrong. Okay, I'm not going to go round there and make a big out. deal. But it has promising yet another day in the high 90s. We haven't seen rain in the garden for over a month. And so it's very, very hot. Tonight at eight, the family's getting together in the grounds of a house my son has just bought for a picnic. Blimey. Champagne, wine, smoked salmon... Melons that grow around here. I think they're the Charentaise melons. Foie gras. And a table load of food. Annie and I would love to have you here with us, but we'll drink a toast anyway. They're lying. Do you know, I could eat melon now. Oh, yes. Oh, I could eat you melon. Didn't bring anything and do you know today. what they do? They're Marks and Spencer's or loads of other, They do the melon already sliced. You, I had a salad yesterday. I had a chicken salad in Joe Allen's with walnuts and apricots. Ooh. I was feeling so healthy. And again, I just had a small glass of orange juice and some sparkling water. I mean, do you know, I'm getting better by the day. Sanct it, what? Another I've one. Just no, 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 I've noticed. You what? can do it the other way. Yes. At the back of the book, it allows you to do it the other way. Yeah. So, for example, what yeah. would butter be? I don't know. Oh, just, oh, right. Just say, just... Butter cutter. No, stammer and stutter. Oh, but, oh, right, okay. Oh, right, so <laughs> like I have to take you. a short break, sorry. Uh, Dan says, good to hear you, one of those rare occasions these days. Girls woke me up, so bottles in gobs, now I can't sleep. Morning to the dodgy one, he says. Morning. I don't think he means that as a compliment. Oh. Uh, news is coming out very shortly, and then we're up the apples and pears. A grand and final hello to all the listeners out there. Hi! Well, your votes are in, and it's time to announce the winners of the Barclays Take One Small Step competition from the London regions. I had another idea. Uh-huh. Wellies for cats! 7.3 Morning, team. Nine minutes past six. LBC 97.3. Morning, Stephen Allen. Hope you're well, says Noreen. 
We watched Who Do You Think You Are, Brucey. Great. Please try to see it. I think he's lovely. We love Bruce. We love him to pieces. When when does Alan go on holiday, please? If it's this week, have a lovely time. We'll miss you on the first. No, it's next week. Oh, but I can't shame. remember when. It's next so week. I think it's I think it's after I've done the show next week. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think, I think. because what, then what? I'm going to be away for two weeks, aren't I? That's right. You know, and you just happened to be doing your show. Yes. Yes. Sorry about that. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Time that one well, didn't we? <laughs> Time that one very yeah. well indeed. Thanks for discussing. Claire's it. written to say, Alan, Steve wants you to go to the field at the back of Nathan's because there are snakes. Yes. <laughs> I've discovered this. Thank as you if. so much. As if. Goodness, and rats. More, more the rats. Mm. Uh, Hammer Films have confirmed that uh, Daniel Radcliffe will star in The Woman in Black. Oh, really? Which is very good indeed. Oh, good news, actually. Yes. I think he'll do quite well in that one. I think we love him to pieces. Well, I, I think, think he's, he's great, actually. We, we know. You, you think he's a bit of a wooden actor. You've said it before. Yeah. But I think he might do quite well in I it. think he's very good, though. Very versatile. Very <laughs> versatile. So fickle. Sorry? So fickle. Nothing. That's, I've always said he was versatile. I'd always said, put his, he's never afraid to put himself up there. I don't know many actors who would strip off, start naked on stage. Apart from you. Oh, hello. Yeah. Of course they would. If that age and they wanted to get some sort of really? presence on the stage. Well, I wouldn't. Of course they would. You blooming well would if you'd been would that so, age. I would that, not so. Not now, at that age you would have. I wouldn't have done even then. Two glasses of vodka. Oh, we never mentioned the vodka. Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the um, abuse of uh, disabled badges. And I get no end of letters from people. And somebody says that uh, he knows of a woman where he works. And she's not disabled, but she's phoned up the plane company to book the seat, and she said to them she needs a wheelchair. Now, that immediately pushes you to the front of the queue mm. and immediately means that they will get you off the plane first. We had a woman on our flight to the States, and she then sort of developed something, so she had to be taken off on a wheelchair so she didn't have to queue. Lazy, bone-idle old bag. Because the moment she was through the other side, she was off up out the wheelchair. Well, well, well. People cheat, don't they? Nick Ferrari this morning, Andy Street, Managing Director of John Lewis. Do you need anything from John Lewis? Should we not, have a quick word with him on the way down? I'm trying to think. Is there anything we need? When are they putting their, their Christmas department in? I need to find out. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you do? I, I know I know what I need. A syringe. A syringe? Oh, what, for baking? For baking. My I still mother used have to have... got one. Oh, I wish you'd asked. My mother had one for years, and it had all different really? nozzles for piping. I think I asked. I've asked about four times on the shows over really? the last few oh, weeks. I don't remember that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a nozzle bag. What is? It's, uh, you, you, put the, you put the stuff into this syringe. No, I don't want the nozzle different... bag. Oh, right. What, I just you... want a syringe. For what? Are you, were you not listening to what I said? Not really, no. No, like, exactly. No. You just don't pay any attention well, what were you to do- me What were you rambling on about, then? What, what are you doing? Syringe. For what? My baked doughnuts, which I've made again, and they're fabulous. Oh, what, putting the jam in? For putting the... Well, the lemon curd I'm putting in these ones. Oh, not no, sure about... Nice. And custard. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Not sure about that. Yes, you are. Lemon curd, I don't think. Custard, yes. I'd bring them in, but you won't eat them. Is, is, that, is that patisserie custard? Is there a difference? There is a, yes, there is. What's the difference? Ah, the difference is that patisserie custard is a bit thicker. And a bit creamier. Because otherwise it will all ooze out of the bun. Yeah, it's got to be patisserie. It's got to be... Yes, I think they call it patisserie custard. Oh, right. I think so. Uh, anyway, uh, today they're talking about uh, insurance premiums, pushing a rise in uninsured drivers, because now they, they can tell. That's why you see going up and down your high streets, little cars with what looked like a periscope on the roof, and they sit there and they've got a computer on board, a laptop, and they go past, it scans the number plates, and they can tell instantly if you've got tax, insurance, MOT, because they're all barcoded. Okay. I got my MOT the other day, barcoded. Everything. But even if you drive past one of those mm. and you're not taxed, what mm-hmm. happens? Uh, the next thing they do, they then report it, and out come the DVLA, and they put a clamp on your car, and it's got DVLA, no, DVLA no, no, clamp. But, but okay, say say 
I haven't mm. got a car which is uninsured. No. But say I did, yes. and I drove past one of these. Yes. Surely, if my car is uninsured, I'm not going to actually be telling them what car I'm driving anyway. So how are they going to find me? Uh, well, because the car is registered to you. Yeah, but I might not have it registered. Well, it would it be registered be at some car. point. It well, might not be. It, it might, be. might be an illegal car, but at some point you would have registered that car. You would have either bought tax or something like that on it. Very rarely can you actually get out there on the street, unless you're a minicab driver who isn't insured, of which there are thousands in London. Uh, Lawrence is off to Egypt tomorrow. Oh, very nice. Taking us with us on podcast. Oh, lovely. It's good news, isn't it? It's very good news. Yeah. I couldn't talk then. Mind you, I think actually if, if you are going to uh, Egypt, you're going to be spending most of your time sunbathing and looking at pyramids. I almost wasn't going on holday. Really? Because I... <sighs> okay, fine. You can it. No, no, so, 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 I'm no, really no, 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 everybody, listen, we're all hanging on every word okay. now. <laughs> Wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, Alan's going to speak. Okay, Alan, <laughs> yeah. all yours. Because I couldn't find my passport. I lost my passport. Really? I Do you know, I keep checking mine to make sure it's got the right date in it. Well, no, I, I, I remember bringing it home, and I remember looking at it in the house. This can be a long story. No, it's, it's a quick... <sighs> OK, just checking. Basically, I'm just trying to say, have you been... Uh, uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you the story. Have you what? Basically, got, when was the last time you renewed your passport? And have you ever well, had Well, I have a 10-year passport. Did you ever, have you ever been to the, um, the passport no, office and get it? No, I have to do that for me. Well, I, I rang them up and I said, what do I need to go and get my passport renewed? So first, don't look at me like this. People are interested. People need to know this. Okay. If you lost your passport, mm-hmm. you've got to fill out this form to say you've lost it, right? I now said I lost it. Ireland. You said, what's that got the random Because it, it's quicker in Ireland. Well, it's it, not quicker, is it? Well, it is for me. Well, you're not going to know what I'm going to say. I love the Irish. <laughs> I'm a kindred spirit. <laughs> so basically, I go to the post office. Oh, Jesus. I go to the post office, who do this, who do this, um, who do this service where they can check whether all your passport... They don't! I've got the news. Are... Well, I'm just warning you, I've got the news coming up in a minute. If it's going to go on any longer than this, we'll still sort out a separate programme for you. The passport saga. OK, so no, you, no, you've lost no, the passport. No, no. Lost passport. Passport hand, form handed in. Went to the passport office. First time I've ever been there. Petty France. Would you say that? I don't think it's called that where I went. Where did Victoria. you go? Victoria. Yeah, Petty France. Is it? Yes. I didn't see Petty France anymore. Oh, they've moved it. It's, n- it's, it's Thank just France. You. Thank just France you. France now. It's not it's Petty. just France. It's not Petty anymore. Sounds like Victoria to me. <laughs> All right. Petty Victoria. Petty Victoria. Anyway, I amuse myself sometimes. <sighs> I'm just not. I'm just going to give you have up to at my age. I'm going. I'm just going to no, write go on, it. Tell no, us. I'm just no, you can't now. It. It's too late. Exactly. We've got the news. I have to Twitter it instead. <laughs> Must you? Uh, oh, I d- <laughs> <laughs> I've got the winner of the uh, Sony Vio laptop from Sunday. I'll tell you who that is and how much it went for in a moment. News headlines: Richard Hakea. Good morning. Bailiffs have moved all the anti-war protesters from Parliament Square this morning with no arrests. Democracy Village has been there since May Day. David Cameron has agreed to meet US senators to discuss concerns over the release of the Lockerbie bomber. He's currently in the States and it's claimed races have delays of up to 40 minutes. That's because of emergency engineering works at Farringdon. LBC 97.3 Travel. Your next updates in 15 minutes. Join in London's biggest conversation with me, Nick Ferrari, and have your say this morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Morning, 17 minutes uh, past 6. The winner of Sunday's Steve Allen special, Sony Vio Laptop. I don't want to know. It's going to be depressing. Well, it was Ken in Catford. How much? Uh, It went for... One pound thirty. Oh, stop! It's one pound thirty. I'm sure that we actually came up with one pound thirty. Well done, Ken. Congratulations. I'm not. I'm not congratulating him. It's not <laughs> it's fair. Just, <laughs> it's very not good, depressing. isn't it? And um, uh, it was uh, one here from Abdallah who says, "Great, they've let Alan out on bail to attend the show. Oh, Only for thanks. today." And thank you for that. Wish my little uh, nephew Khalifa a happy fifth, fifth birthday. How nice. 
So anyway, so, so you went to Petty Victoria. You don't want to know. Why are you even... You're just teasing me now. Don't really want to know. Exactly. I was just basically... But do check before you go on holiday. Big problem for a lot of people. I was trying to get to that. Yeah. I was trying to say, make sure your passport's in date. Yeah. And also... All these forms you've got to fill out if you lose a passport Oops, or get a new passport. Yeah. But in actual fact, if your previous passport was a digital passport, oh, this oh. is important. If yes. your previous passport was a digital passport, mm-hmm. they will actually process it quicker than they will if it wasn't. So, for example, when I told them I lost my passport, they said, because you, 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 you know you can do this one, don't you, on? You know you can do a one-week service yeah. and a one-day service. They tell you that you can't do the one-day service if you lost your passport. Right. But that's not true if your previous passport was a digital passport, which means it was a chip in it. They can still do the one-day service. Oh, I don't think See, I've got I a chip in my passport. full of information today. I don't think I've got that. You've got a chip in your passport. Oh, she would have. When did say. you last get your passport? Ten years ago. Oh, right. It's come. It, it expires next year. Then you probably have. Uh, no, it expires twenty twelve, I think. So I've had a, it's a ten year passport. Right. Uh, Colin says gave up smoking at the weekend. I've just gone doing it without any help. Good for you. You can't listen. You can do anything. You can give up smoking. You can you can actually give up a tent on Parliament Square quite easily, provided the bailiffs convince you. Annette says told you take that. We're reforming. We just woken up out of a deep sleep of a hundred years. This was like a week ago. This news and uh, they're not reforming. They're just getting together for one last little tour so that Robbie doesn't sit at home being bored. Uh, Wale says the car wash service sounds more like a forensic job. I mean, to be honest with you, if you've got a microscope to look at the paint, it's quite clearly forensic, isn't it? Um, another one here. I was supposed to be at Joe's yesterday evening, says D, but I was too ill to go. Really cross to have missed seeing a very dear friend eating at my favourite restaurant. Maybe next time. Well, uh, Cathy was in there yesterday. She always looks after us. Always looks Aww. after us. And Karen says, can you wish my little boy Josh a happy birthday? He's nine today. Nine. Happy birthday. Not me. No, Josh. no not you. Josh. Oh, right, I thought you were looking at me saying it. No, I'm, no, I'm wishing yeah. Josh happy yeah. birthday. If you want to rhyme for news, how about London Views? Here it comes. London Views. Doesn't quite sound the same, it does it? No. Sorry. No, Sorry, no, I'm, I'm, trying, not, I'm just trying not... to... Yeah, London Views News. News. No, it doesn't work. Uh, Ali Ross talking about television, and um, he's saying... (laughs) I have to read this, because it's quite funny, but you you might not think it's funny. He says, it's safe to assume your least annoying member of the group has always been the piano. So the only question left to be answered now is, which of the four poofs will you miss the least? This is the Jonathan Ross show. He says, the one who plays the piano had, I guess, his uses. The skinny puff and the one that looks like David Platt, who stood second on the right, were both a bend unsettling and rotten singers. Yes, they were nowhere near as irritating as Dave the Fat Puff, <laughs> who always <laughs> nodded way too enthusiastically at the host's opening innuendo every Friday evening. What a joy, then, to see Fat Dave and the other three giving it absolutely everything on their last ever TV appearance. The highlight, in fact, of BBC One's final Friday night with Jonathan Ross which was never likely to be a self-indulgent affair. Oh, no, 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 no. Although he does agree with every single other person. You know, Jonathan, who knows how to brown nose in the best departments, and uh, did it here. Mercifully, he didn't have Ricky Gervais, Gordon Ramsay, Russell Brand, Jack D, or anybody else who shares Jonathan's manager, Addison Cresswell. However, Mickey Rourke, Jonathan's a huge fan. In fact, Jonathan's a huge fan of just about everybody. But in fact, the big mistake that they made, I'm afraid, he said, instead of going out at the top... He went out at the bottom with David Beckham, a man who is so boring, he said, he shouldn't even have been on the programme, because David Beckham is dull, dull, dull. And he looks like, they say, but he's OCD, which is, oh crikey, he's dull. He couldn't provide an unrehearsed answer to any question, least of all, what's the worst thing Victoria leaves lying around 
her last album. And so it went on. It was just... Te- poor old Dave Beckham. I think Vic had the right idea years ago. For God's sake, don't let him go out. Oh, look, there's somebody quite large on the television. Anyway, and so <laughs> don't let... Don't let him go out by himself and start talking. Uh, they talk about the Cutting Edge uh, documentary, which was Brucey. Yes. Good game, good game. Higher, lower, higher, lower. That's you very know. good. I like that, actually. I do like... Uh, I do like Brucey. Very good indeed. And he says, Showbiz Report of the Week... GMTV's Ross King. I think that'll be the end of most of the people on GMTV. Not a fan. Are you not? Oh, I've no. sort of grown up with people. I, I like people all over the place. In fact, no. I love everybody, actually. However, 30 years of an audience with on Saturday night, he says, uh, featuring Chloe Maidley, drive into this ditch, and Andy Peters, <laughs> Vanessa Feltz, Gabby Roslin and Gaynor Fay, who claimed getting into an audience with the Spice Girls was like getting a Wonka ticket. Well, nearly right. However, I did turn on the other day Loose Women. Did you? And on Loose Women, they have a woman called Zoe. Zoe is a singing teacher. Zoe is about 190 and is quite clearly deaf. Yesterday, and it was a classic, and I bet you anything, McGiffin will be saying, I hope to God Steve Allen didn't see that, because they had on a guy from the group Earth, Wind and Fire. I used to like them. Well, they're they're, they're touring again. There's only three original members, but they're touring Earth, Wind & Fire. And so Zoe's sitting there in the the dim seat, which is the Colleen Nolan seat. Anybody who sits there either becomes totally deaf or switches off mentally. Zoe, I'm afraid, switches off for most of her life. So she's sitting there. So the bloke from Earth, Wind & Fire is there. And they're they're saying, oh, right, you know Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie... I I was with the kids one night... And Stevie Wonder phoned and said, can you come to the studio and all the rest of it. So the clue here is, I was with the kids one night and Stevie Wonder phoned and all the rest of it. So Zoe, the bright one at the end, goes, well, can I, can I ask a question? Because she's been waiting. She said, do you have any children? And I'm shouting at the television, are you deaf, you old so-and-so? He's just said, I was with the kids and Stevie Wonder... Which part of I was with the kids didn't you get? She is so thick, she makes the rest of them look embarrassing. I'm afraid. Get rid. That's the trouble. They come from Chelmsford. The sooner they're back there, the better. You will watch that programme. Don't they? But the other trouble. You know why? Why? Because they sit there and they've got the one question in their mind. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to ask. Can I ask a question? Irrespective of the fact, in the gallery, they must have been going, oh, Christ, she really is stupid, isn't she? Why don't you listen, Zoe? Why don't you listen? Supposed to be a singing teacher. What on earth are you doing on the panel? What was that question? Well, he 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 said just politely said yes. He politely said yes. I have seven. To which she went, oh, seven. <laughs> Gosh, she's a chink. Just like that? Well, tell me, oh, I Bit like that. <laughs> but it's just, it's annoying when people don't listen and they go through their set questions and you think, don't you listen? He's just said I was with the children and Stevie Wonderphone. And then she goes, can I ask a question? I thought it's going to be something intelligent. <gasps> no, sadly, Zoe, you weren't. Sorry, you mentioned, you mentioned the chavvy people. Yes. You know what I experienced the other day? What? Harvester. Sorry? Harvester. A harvester. I did. I've never been. Uh, well, it's an experience. You can eat as much as you like at the salad bar. You can, and it's an experience. That I've. They never... do half a corn on the cob. Well, no. Well, they no. did on the advert on the television. They did half a corn on the cob and some surf and turf. Did I get half a corn? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, yes, I did. They grill it. Do they? Well, they, they they do it on the grill. It was an experience. Really? Well, I, I I had to ask twice when the waitress came what she was actually saying. But <laughs> apart from that, yes. Wow. And and and, and the re- free refills. On yes. drinks. On drinks. Oh, so I'm not a big go, fan on free But I had refills. to pour it myself. Oh, right. I had to go up and actually do it. Which is, again, How much was it, though? How much... Was the two of you eating, or just you again? No, I was... I, no, what do you mean, just me? Well, I'm like, just, just Friends, friends took me. Oh, right, friends. friends. Yeah. Yes. But it was... But yes. 
Wow, what an experience. Did you have steak? No, I had... Oh. I can't remember. No, I had ribs. Oh. I had ribs. Well, it was the only thing that looked appetising. We don't do good ribs over here. I know, uh, in, in America... No, they were nice. Yeah, but in America they do much better ribs. Oh, okay. They really do. Uh, they, they're going to have one of Tiger Woods' ex, ex-conquests going on a reality show, and they're hoping mm. that, that, that she's going to be talking about the relationship. Try and shut her up, I should imagine. It's just the same old She's a 35-year-old though. bar hostess. We have a different name for them over here, ladies and gentlemen. What? 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 Well, bar hostesses. Yeah, yeah. But it's where wh- girls walk around in very flimsy things going, hello. You know when you went to lap dancing and you end up talking? Him, then? Is that what you're trying to say? Sorry? Are you trying to say she kind of, like, only slept with him? I don't, think he, t- I don't think he took much persuading, really. Well, no, I mean, it's... I, on. You I know, it's... Know. I, mean, I mean, you do get lots of these bars, don't you? I, you know, I think if I was a waitress in a bar, not really doing much... You think if you were a waitress a in a cocktail pound, bar... A multi-million pound famous person walked in, he was quite attractive, yeah. and, you know, sort of said, you know, come with me. Yeah. I probably would join. Yeah, of course you would. Well, so However, you... even better, Anna Chapman. Remember Anna, go on, cast your mind back, ladies and gentlemen. Melanie Anna Chapman. Okay, Anna Chapman is the Russian spy who we don't want in this country. She, she said she married an Englishman. Yeah. She was kicked out of America, came here, and her lawyer said she'd like to settle in Britain. We went, don't be so stupid. Get her out again, she's a spy. Anyway, she's so broke... Uh, she wants to uh, have money paid into her bank account for selling her story, and she's willing to take all her clothes off the Playboy. How classy of you, darling. How cla- Those Russian spies, honestly, not exactly difficult, are they? Not exactly. Would you like to take your clothes off? Yes, I take my clothes off. Uh, how much, darling? I do for free for you. But I sell the story for 150000 Is it still 000. a female version of Playboy, like Playgirl? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, actually. I, 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 but because we, women get, get, get... I'd sorry? pose for them. I'd pose for them. They wouldn't ask you. Yes, they would. Of course they wouldn't. Excuse me, they this w- new they body. Would not be asked... They would ask me very much. That new body. Yeah. This is, this is Jim Tone now, thank you very much. I'm most impressed with I it. I saw a picture the other day of Andrew Hayden Smith, who used to be a children's presenter. Ah, yes, on I remember him. Yeah. And he's now all muscly. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a picture of Kenzie. Right. You remember Has he Kenzie? lost it? Has he lost it now? No, Kenzie's all beefed up. Yes. But then I think he used to go out with that dreadful old baggage Jodie Marsh and we all went uh, uh, uh. it becomes an addiction though in the gym it, it is for him total addiction he looks like he's now a triangle with sort of legs attached oh no he I looks most look peculiar like we're not too sure what he what he does but uh, but he is out there uh, there's also a picture of Grace Jones she's as mad as a brush it's isn't she totally mad totally mad as a brush totally mad. but she was out there at the love box festival oh what was that I don't know Oh. In East London, which was lovely. Oh, okay. And uh, Kate Garraway has admitted staff at GMTV were, were worried when Ulrika Johnson arrived at the studio looking gaunt. Actually, the more I look at the picture, she doesn't look gaunt. She just, some people go thin as they get a bit older. You, of course, are going the other way, I was way, about to say you? to you, yeah. I was about to say what happened. Yeah. What's gone wrong, Steve? What? Actually, do you know what I haven't done for a little while? I've not, I've not done uh, any of my uh, running or walking. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to today. I'm surprised wearing shit like that and yes. looking it from people's houses. Don't you like this shirt? That shirt is a tablecloth from going, a cafe. I was going to wear it in Hornchurch, but I shan't, uh, shan't uh, bother now. No, you weren't. I was, so. You weren't. You're going to wear one of your sparky jackets. I am going to wear one exactly. of your sparky jackets. It is true, actually. Yes. And uh, Sue Carroll. We love Sue Carroll. Talking to the paper today says, uh, having split from Charlotte Church and his two children, a remorseful Gavin, the peculiar one, Henson, reveals appearing in reality TV show 71 Degrees North helped him reach the decision. I refound myself. I wasn't very happy before. Oh, good, says Sue. So as long as the inner Gavin has been located, that's all right. And there was me thinking it was customary for rugby players to play with balls, not talk them. Is he still orange? 
Yes, he's very yeah, much right, orange. Okay, he's got a peculiar-looking face. He had eyeliner on the other day. I spoke to guy a friend liner. of mine. Guy, guy liner. liner. Yeah, she said guy liner. I know a lot of guys who wear guy liner. She likes guys who wear guy liner. You know somebody who wears guy liner and comes in here. Comes in here? Yes. Comes up, what, a guest? Yes. Who's that? I can't possibly say on there. Who wears guy liner? Yes. One of my guests? Yes. Is their picture up on the website? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to check. Oh, so it's somebody who's had their picture taken and they wear guy liner. I can't possibly say on air. Oh, lovely. We'll find out very shortly. Uh, in, in China, they've started dyeing their dogs. There are lots of pictures in the paper today of dogs being dyed different <laughs> colours. <laughs> Little bit of a worry. LBC, 6.30. LBC, 97.3. LBC Sport with BT Vision. United have signed two players so far, defender Chris Smalling from Fulham and Mexican striker Javier Hernandez. LBC Sport with BT Vision. This season, football has a brand new player. Here we go. More on the coloured dogs in a moment and this uh, practice that they're, uh, that they're doing in uh, China. First of all, though, before all that, it's the horse racing. And Richard uh, did give a tip in the Sports News Bulletin yesterday. Can I just say, today's mistake wasn't my fault. Right. Yesterday I did uh, scuttle off a bit early. Yes. Well, and in I fact, I, 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 if I'd had a chance to talk to you, you see, I always ask the question, are you prepared to go each way? Because you're either going to go on the nose or you're going to go each way. Now, if you go each way, that means you can have a first, second, third. Mm -hmm. uh, it means you don't win as much money, but if your horse does come in first, second, third, at least you have a couple of pennies to put in your pocket. So I didn't get a chance, but yesterday, uh, Alex had my Manikito which came second, which means he lost £2 because he went on the nose. Oh. But he's still in profit for £35.43. You went for shadow time. Mm -hmm. You came in second. So if Not you've gone bad. each way, Richard, and I'm hoping by the end of the week I might better persuade you, mm -hmm. uh, you lost <laughs> £2, total lost £68 and a penny. So, you, you know, and the forfeits are dreadful on this programme. Mm. So today, he's gone for the five o'clock at Foslas, Rowan Tiger win only. OK, and uh, there are four race meetings today. Bangor, Fosslas, Kempton and Yarmouth. The newsroom now today, Tuscan Gold, the A20 at Kempton. That's Tuscan Gold. Lovely. Now, are you going on the nose or do you want to try each way? As it's my first time, each way. They are, you see. I like that. I li and hardly took any persuading at all. <laughs> hardly any persuading. Richard, we'll find out tomorrow if we do well. Have a nice day. Very good. You too. Thank you. As uh, Richard Hake here. So he's gone each way. A first on this programme. Normally it takes a few weeks and then, you know, they hold back. And then... But anyway, so he's gone each way. So if it comes in first, second, third, get some money. This dreadful practice in China of dying dogs. I have seen before over here, I told you some years ago, that we used to live in Yorkshire. And the woman next door used to have pigeons, fan-tailed pigeons, and she dyed them all different colours. I mean, so you had red pigeons, blue pigeons, green pigeons, yellow pigeons, every colour under the sun. And very pretty it was too. It was like looking at a lot of parrots. But in China, they've started dyeing their little dogs. And their feet are pink, their bodies are green, and their head and tail is yellow. Now, to be honest with you, I think it's cruelty. I think it absolutely looks dreadful. Dogs, I'm not sure if they can recognise, if they see in colour, if they see black and white. I've never actually thought about it, because some animals only see black and white. But I'm just looking at it thinking, it just looks awful. Absolutely awful. Not the kind of thing that Darren Tossel would do to his, uh, his little dog at all, would you? No, of course not. I think um, dogs see only certain colours. Oh, do they? Yeah, 
It's awful, really, when you sort of look at it and you think, this poor little thing has been shaved and sort of the light... I mean, I know... I mean, I showed the picture to Alan and he thought it was funny, but at the same time, you, you feel a bit sorry for them. I think it's just jealousy that you've got no hair that you can dye. OK, moving on. And uh, where are we <laughs> off to today? We're going to talk about Kids Week today. Kids Week is taking place from the 13th of August this year until the 27th. And this is when... If you buy a ticket to go and see a West End show, you get another one free for your children. Oh. And then, not only that, you can also purchase two more at half price. So it's the bargain of the year. That's very good value. And almost every show takes place. Now, obviously, choose carefully, because you wouldn't want to take your five-year-olds to see hair, for example, would you? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm not too sure now. After the conversation I had yesterday over dinner, which I told you about later, I'm not, which I'm not going to repeat on the programme, I'm not sure about anything anymore. Well, just to give you some idea of what's taking part, uh, The Lion King, of course, all ages suitable for that, from five onwards. Greece, again, all ages. Now, Les Miserables, you see, I'd recommend that for 12 upwards. Long show, isn't it? It's a good one, but very fairly long. Mm. Mamma Mia, Love Never Dies, and Oliver. We could take in part, as well. in fact, everything, everything's taking part in the West End. Now, the way to do it is to type in kidsweek.co.uk, have a look at what's available. It's changing all the time as they put more tickets on sale. But getting quickly, don't leave it till the day. Go see Railway Children. It's getting such good reviews back, Railway Children. The Railway Children's taking part as well. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, you can, uh, as I say, have one ticket. Next one's free, and then the next two for your kids are half price. Excellent. Uh, thriller, uh, Legally Blonde, Into the Woods down at Regent's Park in oh. the open air theatre. That's sometimes. Hey, you know what? Blub what's rub. back at the uh, the Menier Chocolate Factory? Aspects of Love. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse. Well, do you know it got the most fantastic reviews? Oh, really? It got half a page review the other day, and they said the second half is so emotional you spend all your time immersed in a box of tissues. Oh, I'd rather a box of chocolates as well. I can't remember <laughs> what the second half of uh, Aspects of Love was about, to be honest with you. Well, it's got that song in it, hasn't it? Love, love changes everything. Yeah, that's enough. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. One of my favourites. So you see, Blood Brothers is taking part, for example. What age would you recommend for that? Blood Brothers? Um, yeah. Twelve? Twelve upwards, really. Twelve you? upwards, I would think. Yeah. I think the, the only thing that frightens people is the is the noise. Yeah. And I, but I'm, I'm sure... I mean, I don't know what age you were supposed to go. Do you remember they said at one... One of these shows, it wasn't Lion King or something like that, but they were saying they didn't want young children in because they talked and made a noise. That was Mary Poppins, wasn't Mary it? Mary Poppins, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they had yeah. a big thing about, you know, Cameron didn't want very young children in. Well, like, most shows won't, don't like under five-year-olds because they're the ones that decide that they want to have a little wander around the theatre and uh, play yes. with their toys and all that sort of stuff. Yes, that's but, uh... true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are you doing? Uh... I'm playing with my tank and tractor. I want my dumbest tank yes, engine. Yes, <laughs> I saw that the other day. We were in, actually, strange enough, it's funny you should mention it, because I often think, why do parents give in? We go to Starbucks, Graham and I, queuing up to get a cup of coffee, woman there, child with lots of crinkly hair, looking a bit like sort of one of those dogs that's got all the crinkly hair, and she's probably about six, the child, so she picks up one of those chocolate bits of money. They've got big chocolate money in yeah. Starbucks. And the mum goes, put that back, put that... You're not having that. I want that. You're not having it. Put it back. So she takes it, puts it back. The child takes it out, and the mum goes, oh, all right, you can have that. And then picks up another one for her as well. I thought, what is the point? 
of being a and mother. Was... Quite clearly, this, this child has walked all over you. She's going to learn next time. She stands there and goes, I want, and you go, you're not having it. I mean, it was like an argument. I said to, I said to Graham, you watch. She's going to get that. It's a bit like going out shopping with you, really, isn't it? A little bit, yes. You're not buying yeah. that, Steve. I am so, I'm buying two. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a good thing the other day in Penhaligans. It's a little, um, uh, looks like a little perfume spray, but this one you fill from the perfume bottle by pushing it onto the perfume bottle outlet, and it fills it up. Very, so you can put your own perfume in. Gives you minutes of entertainment. Minutes, you know, honestly, I, I amuse myself. I really do, yeah. thank goodness. And 15 and 16 year olds, I'd recommend Avenue Q. Oh, yes. Very popular. Great public show, but for adults only, really. So 15 and 16. Dirty Dancing, Jersey Boys, Hair, as I mentioned, and Priscilla Quinn in the Desert. So, reminder, kidsweek.co.uk. As I say, availability is changing all the time. So get in very quickly, and it is from 13th of August until the 27th. Excellent. Darren, thank you for that very much. I'm going to go and dye my hair, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> you haven't got much more than this Donkins on the paper, though. <laughs> anyway, lovely to talk to you. Uh, he's back with Petri on Friday. And me on Sunday, which is very nice. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, Louis says, I wanted to know about the lost passport, as I just lost mine. Oh, you see, people are interested. Hang on, wait a minute. Oh, there you are. I'm back. Yes, I'm back in the room. See, people are interested. Yeah. You just, there's a form you have to fill out if you've lost it. Yes. But you have, to, you have to be very specific where you've lost it, because if you've actually lost it outside of home or somewhere mm. where you know, the likelihood is it might have been picked up by somebody or stolen, so you have to report it to the police, and therefore you have to, on the form, you have to get... No, it's interesting, and this is important, Steve. This is important. I'm, you're, I'm interested. I know. Yawning. Well, it's radio, unfortunately. If it was television, it'd be a bit different. Fine. Wayne says the new passport office is in Bridge Place, Victoria. Yes, that's where I went. Yes. Petty Bridge. Yes. <laughs> Petty Bridge. Sue says oh. passport office not in Petty France anymore. I tell you what, though, it's very clever. Because when you actually go to pay for it, mm. they give you a receipt, and then they give you, on the receipt, there's a time for you to go and pick up your passport, right? So I just get this receipt, and I walk out, and I'm looking and thinking, well, hang on a minute, how am I going to get the passport. Mm. So the security guard looks at me and says, are you all right? I said, well, I don't quite understand what I've got to do now. I says, I've got a receipt, but it's literally just a normal receipt. There's nothing on it. And I said, and there's just a time. He says, how would they know it's me? He said, it's very clever technology. He says, when you get there, they'll bring the passport, they'll open it, and they'll look at your photo. <laughs> and if it matches, they'll know it's you. Oh. Well, I found it funny. I'm seriously, Good. you know, I mean, okay, fine. Sorry. Sorry. Keith and Leighton found his passport the other day. It expired over a year ago. And Jess says, you should listen to Alan. Don't you need a chip passport to go to the USA? I don't no. know. No. I don't think so. You don't. But they're all chip passports now, the new ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you've still got a passport running out, then when it become, runs out, then you buy the, uh, the new one. And your face appears on the screen when they check it. Yeah. That's how they know it's you. I know, because they're going to be looking at me going, by God, you've lost some weight. And I'm going, thank you. Because it won't be you, it'll be me. So, Wendy from Camberwell is on the bus, laughing. So the other passengers think I'm mad. Yes, but you probably are mad, yes. Wendy. That's the trouble. Don't want to disagree <laughs> with them, really. <laughs> people, people think I'm mad. It's because you are. <laughs> uh, yes, apparently there is a Playgirl, but only online, says Jay. Oh, right. Shall I apply? Okay. Sorry? Do you get paid? Well, they're not going to, nobody's going to be interested in a, in a tubby in little in thing what? like tubby? you. Listen, just because you're not, jealous listen, that, I've There's no good so saying that now. you have the fuller figure, because, by God, you've got you've about... got fuller figure. No, I'm saying you've got the fuller figure. You're just and jealous. No, the sort of people that people want to see in these magazines, these nudie magazines, are people with torsos. good bodies. The wash... Yes. Yes, the but torsos. the trouble... Yeah, but you've got about three... Where? Torso. Well, I'm Seriously, looking... because... Uh, Here. No, fine. Seriously, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not is, in any way being rude. This is why you didn't tell me about the show. This is why you didn't plan, because therefore I wasn't going to turn up and embarrass you, because people would look at me and go, wow, Alan, look at you, you've worked out. Because we don't want you there. Oh. Because we, 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 we took a vote. 
Who voted? Well, we asked everybody. Who? Everyone who, who bought a ticket for Hornchurch. Do you know what? We said, we said, would you like to see Alan there? And... And they all voted. They all voted. Yeah, and they all said, no, we don't want to see Alan. Cruel. Yeah. Right. So, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but that, that well, as long as it general. wasn't you, that's No, right. certainly nothing to do oh, with well, me, Oh, well, that's okay, then. As long as it wasn't you. It's much better. That's it's fine. just it's the audience voting. News headlines, Richard Hakeer. Good morning. Bailiffs have removed anti-war protesters from Parliament Square with no arrest. Democracy Village has been there since May Day, but Brian Hoare is allowed to stay because he's on the pavement. Foreign Secretary William Hague is among dozens of ministers from around the world attending a conference in Afghanistan. They're hoping to agree, agree a timetable for the handover of security to Afghanistan. 40 minutes. LBC 97.3 Travel. Your next update's in 15 minutes. Join in London's biggest conversation with me, Nick Ferrari, and have your say this morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Mark the bailiff's uh, partner has uh, left the work and the other motor and gone all the way back home to get it. Okay. I don't know what, what Sire's What's, gone back to get. I'm not oh, right. too sure, actually. Intrigued, you know, <laughs> intrigued. And, and Rob's asleep. They're all, nobody's awake this morning. They were down at Parliament Square. Were they? They had to be woken for that. Oh, right, OK. Uh, Peter says, Alan's in fantastic form as usual. Thank you. Yes, he only has to manage it one day a week. It's not exactly difficult for him, for goodness sake. Do you mind? It's, it's a lot of preparation. Sorry? Ma, me, me, ma, Yeah, ma, me, 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 me. What did you have, have to do that for? Because uh, uh, people, vocal warm-ups. Vocal warm-ups. Yeah, drama's got to do it all the time. A lot of people say to me, as, as you are in the business of using your voice to, uh, to, to make a living, do you have any sort of warm-up? Well, sometimes a hot water bottle between my legs, but I mean, apart from that, nothing That's at all. The most professional we don't way. do it. Isn't it funny? Singers go on stage. La, 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 so, la. Sorry, so. I did it outside before we went in. You did not hear me? I did. You I didn't did. So. give me stretches. Do stretches. Yeah, but I come on, I come on air and straight away into it. And yet, my voice is my tool. I mean, there is a very good chance that you could lose your voice at some point in your career. There is, yes. And um, that would be a blessing. Many of you are saying. I've had this genius idea. Anyway, moving on. Genius uh, idea. Sorry? Because I can't be there. I'm going to get a cardboard cutout of myself. I'm being serious. If I get you a cardboard, I cut thought out, you were a cardboard cutout. Cut I had no idea you were actually a real you could person. Could then have me there on stage. I'm funny, even when I'm being rude. <laughs> we could have you there on stage. Could we have a? Do you know I've always wanted on one of the shows one year? It'll never happen. Unless all then of why a sudden say I, it? Well, because I, it's a fantasy. Well, what's the fantasy? The fantasy is that the the first half is Anthony Davis. That's the fantasy. No, the the, the, oh, the right. second half. I want the music to start, and then all of a sudden, I want to have one of these blow up castles on the stage. But it's all flat, and all of a sudden, the air goes. And this thing rises, and it's all all the peaks, and it looks like a, the Disney castle. And then I walk through the the portcullis. That's your fant my fant fantasy. fantasy. My fantasy. fantasy. You're so posh. I know. Mate, that's <laughs> your yes, that's your I, I seriously a want blow to up do it. castle. Yeah, but it's got to be huge, and it's got to fill the stage, and it's got glitter on the top of all the little minarets. Oh, yes. Right. And then I and then I walk through the middle to a huge cheer. From the front row, who are mostly on medication, it they has to be, be said, at my, be, yes. at my events. Yes. <laughs> I've had one of those weeks, says Colin, uh, which everything that can go wrong has. He says, however, you've both cheered me up immensely. The only way you can make the show more entertaining would be to do some of it in Welsh. Well, as you know, we don't do the Welsh part yeah, of the show today. Welsh, no. No, no, no. no. Actually, I was, it was lucky the other day, because, well, in fact, this morning. Because Anthony stay Davis... Stay in it, stay in it, focus. focus OK, focus, focus. focus. <clears throat> Anthony Davis, Anthony I think Davis, the accent wandered yes. a bit there, uh, interviewed Tom Jones. No, he didn't. And he said to Tom, he says, you dye your hair this colour. And Tom, in all innocence, goes, no, it's gone like this. Really? Because he's, 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 oh. he's gone sort of white, hasn't he? I don't know. Has Good he? though, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, 84850, uh, Tom, apparently, poor soul... What's happened? He's, he's 37, he said, but I look in, in my late teens, early 20s. That's amazing. Yes. 
I think that's fantastic. I want a photo evidence of this. He says you have a youthful voice. Well, I'm only 37. Who does? You or me? Me. Oh. <laughs> well, you not do? you. He's not interested in you. Yeah, I sound <laughs> about 18. That's the problem. It, that's the good thing about radio. You can sound younger. And sometimes I, I pitch higher. You do? Because when I walk off, I'm like this down here. <laughs> you are. Outside. When you're Outside. Ordering, ordering people, yeah, yeah. Oi! I do, oh, I'm a bit like that. When I went to go and get a coffee a second ago, yeah. I got um, <clears throat> approached by the XFM boys. Oh, that, really? Were they out right, this early? They're a little bit... Oh, what, mate? What? Do you know they are? So they're I, I they're had, very street. I had to be street back. I was like, oh, what, mate? Did you not feel really fat compared to them? Because oh, they stop. are Just unbelievably thin. Than them. Oh, you're, thin. Not, you're not so And not. I went up to them and I literally said, all right, mate, you know, what are you playing tonight? A bit of a... Uh, bit of a... Uh, I couldn't think of anything to say. I don't know. I, I to don't be know honest with you, play. I don't know what they play either. I'm none the, I mean, I, I did make a mistake some while ago and I said, will you be playing the Carpenters? And oh, they looked Neil at Diamond. me... And they were, a bit of Neil Diamond Love and a bit of... Yeah, a bit of sort of, you know, Boss Skaggs or something like Who? that. Sorry? Who? I don't know. Uh, you just made that up? Or Pickety Witch. Ah, Pickety Witch are amazing. And they're not playing any of this. Cardboard cutouts are good. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, according to Jenny, two slices of wholemeal toast with olive spread, one with hummus and one with cottage cheese. Ugh, what, for breakfast? Ugh, ugh, sounds disgusting. I can't do either hummus or cottage cheese. Well, I can, but not for breakfast. Oh, d- can you? Oh, right. No, it's not my sort of thing at all. Uh, anti-war protester Brian Hoare is being allowed to stay in Parliament Square. That's the one who's been there originally, because he's on the pavement, not on the grass. Well, different, isn't it? So, legal action by Boris was in relation to the grassed area, which is owned by the GLA. The pavement is Westminster Council. So now you know. Uh, Ray and Balham, yeah. gateway to the south, yeah. says whenever Viv and I fly, he says we found the airline company is extremely efficient and helpful when it comes to facilitating wheelchair users. However, you got it wrong with regards to boarding and disembarking the aircraft. Wheelchair users and passengers with walking difficulties are always boarded first and on landing are the last to leave the aircraft. Virgin Atlantic are by far the best. Actually, I'm flying with Virgin. Oh, the yeah. old gag, of course, who wants to fly with an airline that won't go all the way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's an old one. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, Tom is still in Hornchurch. He says, I guess one doesn't value the info I gave about the red squirrel. No. So there you go. You, you, you guessed correctly. <laughs> you guessed correctly. It's fantastic, isn't it? You know, people are almost, you know, psychic on this programme this morning. What, at what age do women look their best? Oh, here we go. This was some silly survey the other day. I can't answer Which that. was coming up from a... You won't believe that the company that came up with it. What age do they look their best? The, 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 this was commissioned by QVC, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't even know why we bothered. QVC, I know. And, uh, yeah, a QVC... I mean, as if anybody cares. Can I I'm guess sorry, the age I'm they I'm buying say? cushion covers. Can I guess the age they yeah. came up with? Did they come up with the age of something like 42? 31 for women. Okay, so a little bit younger than I thought they were going to come up with. What, what age do you think women... No, sorry, what age do you think men look their best? Uh, In your case. Oh, stop. 38. What? 38? Is that what they've said? Doesn't say. Oh. I'm just asking what age you think you looked your best. The age that everybody looks their best it is, is in their early well 20s, and that's for men and women. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember when I look... I mean, people always say, I think I look my best today. I think I'm at my best There is a distinguished now. look when you get older. I don't well, want to look distinguished. Bit past that, obviously. I have passed and, uh, <laughs> Very cruel, isn't it? I'm so I'm I'm glad, ladies the... and gentlemen, he's so rude he's no, not being allowed to I'm come getting to there before you get in there. See, I'm yeah. pr- I, I've got a long way to go till I get to my distinguished look. <laughs> long now, way. How we laughed, ladies and gentlemen, on mass. No, I mean, I, I don't know me, what they? age men are supposed to look their best. I mean, I really don't know. Is there an age? I don't know. I don't think there is. Whatever, whatever age it's a stupid you statistic are, and however good you feel, because some days you have a day, I have a day where sometimes 
I feel tired. Some days where I feel, like you do today, a little bit fat and bloated. Oh, Other why? days you... where where you think, today I'm looking good, there's a spring in my step, I can bounce. You I, know, listen, I... I always take my hat off to you, Steve, because you're the only person I know who can wear a shirt that is a tablecloth that's still got the stains from the coffee cup. Do you know, I've, d- I've discovered I'm actually getting trendier as I get older. I know, and it's scaring everybody. We've it's all been scaring a lot of people. It. I know. I, I, mean, the trouble is, I don't want to go too far You've done it. Top. You've been wearing Vans, for goodness sake, which is only a teenage trainer. Yeah, but... What are you wearing today? Ah, but I d- oh, my goodness. Vans. Again? Slip-ons. How many have you bought? bought nine pairs. What? Why? Nine pairs. But I'm giving, I'm giving two pairs to Carl. Why? Well, I'm giving him three pairs, really. Because they're, they're lace-ups. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's all right if you're a skateboarding dude. Is he a skateboarding dude? No, he's not. But these are meant for skateboarding dudes, and they're great. But why are you giving I them prefer Carl, the then? slip-ons, because I'm of that age where it's easier to slip on a shoe. Are we and talking about producer Carl? Yes. He's very trendy black and white picture on Twitter. That's right, very yes. Trendy. Didn't get as many hits as the coffee machine, but anyway, it's another story. And so I've started buying Vans, mm. and the reason, I had to stand in the shop the other day, and he said, oh, he said you really like them. And I said... Wait, you were hanging I, out with him? No, no, not Carl. This is the people in the shop, the van shop. And I came up with the line, and as I said it, I cringed. I said, because he said, you obviously like them. I said, well, I'm diabetic. We have to look after our feet, and these are really comfy to walk in. And I thought, oh, my God, Stephen, you've you've now sunk down. You've now got to this stage. It's It's like walking through... Goods the chemist in Twickenham and going, Dr. Scholes, they look lovely, don't they? And fashionable too. And you start buying all these things and I've got a bathroom full of stuff. Do you, and know, uh, what the, do you know what the word for good is these days that the kids are using? We have to go. Have, no. Sick. Sick. Oh, That's something sick. sick. I'm just like, I beg your pardon. Well, I'm, I'm or feeling... fat. Anyway, it's been lovely seeing you. Has it? No, not really. I'm oh, just right. saying that because you make me sick. And, uh... Oh, that's good, then. That's good. That's good, way! Very good. Nick Ferrari's with you after the news at seven. And Alan will be back with us, um... Hopefully next week, before I go on my travels. Yes. yes. Just tell us all about those, actually. You won't want care, and you won't let me listen to No, I will, seriously, honestly, honestly. You, you, goodness sake. <laughs> Whatever. We, we love you to pieces. Uh, listen, Nick Ferrari's with you after the news at seven. He'll be going through the papers to take your calls. Lots to get through this morning, especially after that uh, quick exit from Parliament Square from all the protesters. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at five. Don't forget to podcast. You go to lbc.co.uk. You can find out all about the competitions we've got running and the podcasting and pictures of all the wonderful people here on LBC. Before all of that, the business update with Richard Hakia. We'll find out later whether British Airways cabin crew have voted to accept a final offer from the airline. The deal would end the bitter dispute over cost-cutting measures between BA and the Unite Union. Thousands of London underground workers will vote later on whether to go on strike. The RMT Union says 800 jobs are under threat and 140 ticket offices could close. And Target 